Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Amen. How's everyone doing today? Come on. Come on. How's everyone doing today? I'm excited to to speak this morning. Um, Before I do, I just want to wish a happy sixth anniversary to Elijah and Lauren. Six years married. They look like kids. Uh, It's because they are, but happy anniversary. So you guys are excited for for that. Um, Also want to welcome uh, Fernanda. You might not know Fernanda at all, but um, she was one of my first staff members when I was running Master's Commission here. And so, uh, and I got to tell you something about Fernanda is that she used to drive me crazy. And the reason she used to drive me crazy is because she's so organized and I wasn't. And so she would always be on top of me. Did you get this done? Did you? I'm like, leave me alone already, right? But she made me better. And Fernanda, I love you. Thank you so much. It's uh, so good to see you. I love that, that you still come back and, and you still keep in touch. It's such an honor. Amen. Stand with me. Turn your Bibles to the book of Joshua chapter 4. As you're turning there, we also want to welcome Jaira. What's up, Jai? Good to have you in the house today. If you guys don't know Jai, Jai was a part of Shoebox to play drums here. And so Jai is a part of what we do as well. So welcome this morning. Joshua chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. We're going to continue in our, um, in our series called Crossover. Pastor Dan preached an amazing uh, message last week called Let God Lead. How many know we need to let God lead? Because where he's taken us, we've never been before. Right? Today I'm going to talk to you about building memorials Joshua chapter 4, verse 4 through 9 says, Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it it crossed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so, just as Joshua commanded, and took up twelve stones from the midst of the Jordan, as the Lord had spoken to Joshua according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel, and carried them over with them to the place where they lodged, and laid them down there. Then Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there till this day. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that as a result of hearing it, let us never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name we all say, amen. You may be seated this morning. Building memorials. This morning, I want to talk to you about building memorials. You see, when the children of Israel finally cross over into the promised land, it's no longer just a thought. It's no longer something that they're dreaming about, but it's just become a reality. And as they cross the Jordan to get into the promised land, the very first thing that God asked them to do through Joshua is he asked them to build a memorial to him. 
You see, it would have been appropriate if God would have said, sacrifice to me. But he said to build a memorial to him. Why is a memorial important? It's because this was an act, this was a miracle that God did not want them to ever, ever forget. So he tells them to take 12 stones out of the midst of the Jordan and to stack them up and to build a memorial to God. Not just to God, but to the miracle that had just been performed that day. You see, when God instructs them to cross the river, they do so, though, at the most difficult time of the season. How do you know that there are easier times to do things in life? Sometimes when God calls you to do some things and he finally gives you your yes, it seems like it's at the most inappropriate season or the, it's not the opportune time. It's when you don't have enough money that God calls you to take a step of faith. It's, it's when, you know, your marriage isn't doing very good that God calls you to start a marriage ministry. And you're thinking, God, if you would have called me to do this three, four months ago, maybe five years ago, it would have been a lot easier. But he calls them to cross the Jordan in a time where the season is caused for flooding because the snow melts had caused the Jordan River to overflow its banks. And this is the moment that God asked them to cross this Jordan River here. You see, in earlier seasons, it would have been easy. In earlier seasons, some scholars say that the Jordan River is nothing but a glorified creek. It's not very deep and it wasn't very wide. But in the flood season, it's a dangerous place to cross because the current is going crazy. It's very deep and it's unpredictable. And that's the time that God causes them and calls them to cross over into the promised land. Can I tell you this morning that what God wants to do in your life He'll do in moments that seem like they are not the opportune moments. He'll bring you to places in the most impossible situations to do things that he's called you to do, to know this, that with you, that you can't do it on your own, but with God, all things are possible. Second Corinthians 5, 7 tells us this, for we walk by faith and not by sight. You see, if Joshua probably had to pick a time to cross the Jordan, it wouldn't have been at the harvest time. He would have picked the time where it wasn't so flooded. But God tells him, this is the moment to show you that he is the God who's over impossible situations. You see, sometimes the instructions of God make absolutely no sense. Sometimes what he's called us to do make absolutely no sense. First Chronicles 12, 15 tells us this. These are the ones who crossed the Jordan in the first month when it was overflowing. It was in a flood state and God calls them to cross the Jordan River at this time. It would have been much easier to cross at a different moment. And not only that, but now they're crossing and he gets 12 men to take up 12 large stones on their shoulders. How many know when you are at your promised land, it's going to take some work. It's not going to be easy. You're going to find yourself having to put in some sweat. What, what we would would cost sweat equity so they pick up 12 stones and they have to carry them they carry them out of the Jordan River and then Joshua calls them to do something that makes no sense at all he tells them to stack them up in the midst of the Jordan as a memorial to what God had did that day 
See, each stone, one stone for every tribe, reminded them of God's promise for each and every one of the tribes there. Can I let you know today, God has a promise over your life. God has a promise for your life. He has something amazing for you. The memorial was not to remind them, though, of the struggle they came out of. You see, there are things in our life that we memorialize, we build memorials to when we should just be building a memory to. There are things that we've built. Some of you still got tattoos of girls you're no longer with. They sit on your body right now. You're not with them any longer. Cheryl no longer is your boo, but you still got Cheryl's name. So every time you take off your shirt, you see Cheryl's name across your chest, and it brings you back to a time that you were with Cheryl. You see, God didn't want them to build a memorial of the junk they came out of. He wanted them to build a memorial to the miracle that had been performed that day. Some of you need to clean out your closet. Some of you still got old pictures of old flings. You still got a chain you wear around your neck that Susie gave you or Johnny gave you. You need to take that thing to the pawn shop and at least get a little bit of money for it. Why? Because it's a memorial to remind you of who you used to be. Some of us need to grow up and get rid of that junk. In Master's Commission, we used to do this thing called a burning ceremony. And what we would do is we would have a service, and at the end of that service, you would bring anything that reminded you of, pa- of your past that you need to get rid of, whether it was a memory and you wrote it down on a piece of paper. People were burning, um, you know, uh, uh, photo albums because we had those back then. People were burning teddy bears, old letters. Why? Because what they were saying is this is not who I am any longer. God does not want you to be reminded of who you were before, but he wants you to be reminded of his goodness inside of your life. Can I get an amen? Amen. The memorial was not to remind them of the struggle they have been through. And some of us take ourselves back to places that we no longer need to go to any longer. It wasn't to remind them of the 40 years of wandering in the desert. That's not what God wanted them to remember. It wasn't to remind them of the, you know, 400 plus years of slavery that their ancestors had been through. That's not what God wanted them to remember. What he wanted them to remember is that that day in a place where it seemed impossible to cross the Jordan River, God spoke a word, it split open, and they walked on dry ground. Not on muddy ground, but they walked on dry ground. He says, this is what I want you to remember of my goodness and my faithfulness towards you. Can I ask you a question this morning? Have you built a memorial to God's goodness in your life? Have you built a memorial to God's goodness in your life? You see, a lot of us have photos of of old, old things we've been through in life, and you got photos of you sitting next to your 63 Impala, and you were you were wasted, and you remember that time because it's a memorial you've built to it but you don't got your baptism certificate hanging on your wall. You don't even have written in your Bible the day you dedicated your heart and truly committed to God so that when your kids get your Bible and they open it up, they say, what does this date mean, Dad? What does this date mean, Mom? It's a moment that you have an ability to tell your story because you memorialized it, but what you've done is you've left to a memory what God asked you to build a memorial to, and you've built a memorial to what should have been left a memory. He did not ask them to build 
the memorial to remind them of what they came out of, but to remind them of his faithfulness to you. You know, the moment that you were down to your last dollar and God some way and then somehow came through for you and you still had food in your cupboards, power in your house, hot water, and you had gas in your car. You remember those moments. You have to build a memorial to those when God did that great miracle in your life, when he set you free and you never went back to who you were before. It's those moments that God says, build a memorial to that moment in your life. Joshua 4.9 says this, Then Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there till this day. You see, the crazy thing about the memorial Joshua asked them to build was the place he asked them to build it at. It would have been great if he would have said, can you build it here on the high mountain so that whenever you look up to the mountain, you see the memorial and you remember what God has done in your life, but it wasn't in the high place that's not where God wanted. He didn't, he didn't ask them to build a memorial right next to, you know, to their tent so that when they walked out in the morning, they seen it and, 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 and they would be reminded of God's goodness. No, it wasn't in that place. He asked them to build a memorial in the midst of the Jordan. And it makes absolutely no sense, but it makes perfectly sense once you know why he asked them to build it there. The Bible says that as soon as the feet, the, the priests who were bearing the Ark of the Covenant came out of the Jordan, that the waters closed up, meaning this, that the rocks that were seen a moment ago are no longer seen. Because the Jordan now is flooded. Joshua, why do you build in the midst of the Jordan the memorial that's supposed to be seen to remind future generations of the goodness of God, but they can't see it? Why do you remind? You see, I'll tell you why. It's because when everything's going good, you don't need to be reminded of the goodness of God because you're living it out at that moment. When everything's going good in your family, you're not thinking about leaving your wife. When everything's going good in your kids, you're not thinking about walking away. When you got money in the bank, you're not thinking about God how are you going to provide it's in those moments where life is going great but the Bible says there is a season where the Jordan River wasn't in a flooded state there was a season where the Jordan River's waters were really low and it was in that season that the memorial was seen. You see, it's in the low seasons of life that you need to be reminded of what God has done in your life. It's in the low seasons when you're, when you're considering going back and crossing back over the Jordan that you need to be reminded of, God, you brought me this far and you brought me this far for a reason, not for me to go back. And some of you today are standing at the banks of the Jordan. You're about to cross over. You're thinking about leaving your wife, your family. You're thinking about leaving God, but he's bringing you there in the low moment so you can be reminded of his faithfulness in your life. Can someone say amen this morning? So he builds in the midst of the Jordan. And it makes no sense. It's like having a wedding ring but keeping it in your pocket. It's meant to be seen. It's a reminder. And here Joshua has them build. And as soon as they're done building, it gets covered up with water as if it's just an afterthought until the waters get low. Some of you this morning are at the bank of the Jordan River. You're looking 
And because it's not too far, you're looking across and you're reminding yourself, man, I remember it seems a little better on that side. And then you look to your left and all of a sudden you see a stack of stones. And your grandfather, your great-grandfather, your mother, your father told you of what God has done for your family. And you're reminded in that moment, God, you've brought me too far to go back to where I've come from. God, you've done too much in my life for me to go back to where I've come from. And it's in that moment where you're about to cross over, God says, stop. It's called his grace and it's called his mercy. And he says, stop, because for you to go back, you literally have to pass by the goodness, the grace and the mercy of God in your life. And when his goodness and grace and mercy has gripped your life so much, his love won't let you go. So you try to walk past it, but something keeps pulling you back. You try to go past it, and something keeps pulling you back. And some of you are here today because generations before you made a prayer. They set a stone in the ground. And here you are. You want to walk back, but God says you can't go back. Why? Because someone prayed for you years ago. That just won't let you go back. Be reminded of God's faithfulness and his goodness today. He's done too much. He's brought you too far to allow a low season, a season, something that will eventually pass, a season that's here today and gone tomorrow. God's brought you too far to allow a bad season in your life to take back in all that you've done, to take away all that he's done in your life, to take away all that generations before you built up, to allow a season to take you out. I'm sorry, but if I could just endure a season and hold on to the faithfulness of God, I'll come out of this thing, and so will you. But you have to be reminded got to be reminded. That's why it's important that you come on Sunday mornings. Because he reminds you of his faithfulness. I don't know if you've ever walked into a church service before. And it seemed as if God had given the pastor the message that was directly for you. And he begins to remind you of something that you needed to hear. You see, that's called the faithfulness of God. Why? Because his eye is on all of us. And he sees us individually. He says, my son, I got a word. If you just show up. If you just show up. Half the battle is just showing up. When you just show up and you sit here, maybe you couldn't lift your hands and worship because you just weren't feeling it. It's okay. Maybe you didn't have anything to give in the offering. It's okay. But when his word goes forth, it begins to penetrate your heart and remind you of his goodness and his faithfulness. And it's at that moment that you begin to remember you've been too good for me to walk away like this. And some of you today, God's been too good for you to walk away like this. So Joshua has them stack up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan River that aren't seen during harvest season. Harvest season's a time to gather. It's fun. It's where you get to harvest all the hard work you've put into it. But you know what the hard season is? It's when you begin to sow. Because you don't get immediately results off of that. When you put a seed in the ground, and you have a pastor coming up here and say, if you would just seed to the Lord and give, 
He'll bless you and you see today, but you don't see no fruit tomorrow. But you show up every single day and you water the seed. And you water the seed and then pretty soon what happens is that instead of the seed growing, weeds begin to grow in it. You're saying, is this even worth it? And so you get out there and you begin to keep your garden clean. It just seems like a whole bunch of dirt there, like nothing's really taking place in that time. And you just keep watering and keep watering and keep watering. And pretty soon harvest season comes. Pretty soon harvest season comes and you begin to pluck and get to eat the fruit of your labor. But you'll never get the fruit of your labor if you give up the moment that you don't see the fruit the next day. You'll never get the fruit of your labor. Then you go through some seasons where you come in and the enemy devours everything that you've put in the ground, but you still got to stay faithful. Why? Because there's another season coming your way. There's another harvest season, but you got to endure some things sometimes. So Joshua puts the reminder in the midst of the place where if you're going to cross back and you're going to go over, you're going to have to look past and get past the faithfulness of God. Let me ask you a question today. Have you built any kind of memorial to the faithfulness and goodness of God? Amen. Have you erected any kind of memorial to the faithfulness and goodness of God? You see, because if today doesn't look promising, and my tomorrow doesn't look for sure. I could always look back on my yesterday. And if my yesterday says God's been good here, and I know that he's a God and he's not a man that he should lie, then I know that although right now in this season things don't look great, I know that he's faithful, and pretty soon I'll meet up with his goodness and his, and his, and his faithfulness. But you know what? I have to stick in the race. I just wanted to remind you today. He's brought you too far for you to give up now. He's done too much for you to walk away. And maybe today you're at the banks of the Jordan River. Maybe today you're there and you're thinking about going back. It's much easier back then. A lot funner back then. Less drama back then not remembering that back then literally ate you alive. Back then tore you up. Back then was Egypt. Back then was slavery. Back then was all the junk that you wanted to get out of. And when you were there, you, you were looking forward to everything else. Listen, God's done too much in your life for you to walk away. Don't cross the Jordan. Keep going into your promised land. There's a promise over your life, and you won't get it if you walk away, if you cross back over. Today, be reminded of the faithfulness and goodness of God, what he's done in your life, how he sustained you through some things that you shouldn't have made it, how he brought you over some things, how he's brought you through some impossible situations and brought you to an impossible place to cross an impossible Jordan River at the moment of harvest season. God, if you would have done this earlier, I would have made it. But today, this is just too difficult. I don't think I could do it. It's okay. You're not supposed to. All you have to do is be obedient 
and God will split the Jordan for you. Just be obedient, and God will split the Jordan to you. But can I tell you, the moment that he does, don't ever forget. Don't ever forget his faithfulness. Don't ever forget his goodness. Build a memorial, because there'll come a low time in life where you feel like giving up. And in that low time is when you need to be reminded, God, you've done too much to let me go this way now. Bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning. It's done too much. Just feel it in my spirit. Someone came here today and you had this conversation. God, if you don't speak to me, I'm done. God, if you don't do something in my life this morning, I'm finished. I'm crossing back over. And he literally brought you to a place to see the stones that were put up, maybe not by you, but someone else who's been praying you through. Someone else who established a foundation for generations to come to remind you of God's faithfulness and God's goodness. Don't cross back over. Continue to go on. There's a promise over your life. You're here this morning. You would say, Pastor Nick, I've never accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. Or maybe you have. And today, you're just not living right. You know you're far from God, but you showed up this morning, which means to tell me that you want God. You need God. Today, I want to introduce you to him. If that's you here this morning. You've never accepted Christ, or you have, and you're just not living right. And you say, Pastor Nick, today I want to give my life or surrender my life back to God. If that's you, just raise up your hands. I want to pray with you today. Amen, 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 amen. Secondly is this. You're here, and God has brought you through amazing things, done amazing things in your life. But you're at a low point right now. And you're considering crossing back over, walking away from all he's done in your life. And you would say, Pastor Nick, today I'm putting my stone in the ground and building my memorial. And I'm going to always remember, not only me, but generations to come of the goodness and faithfulness of God. If that's you here this morning, you're ready to put the stone in the ground and say it starts today. If that's you, amen, amen, amen. Listen, for those of you that raise your hand to accept Christ, I'm going to ask everyone at the sound of my voice, if you would repeat this prayer with me, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again three days later, then salvation's yours. So I'm going to lead you through this prayer, and I'm going to ask everyone to repeat it with me. Say, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe that you died on the cross, and that you rose again three days later. Forgive me for the things I've done that have broken your heart. I, I make you Lord and Savior of my life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give God praise this morning. Listen, if you've received what God wanted you to receive today, God bless you. Thank you for downloading this message. 
For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.